On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon Musk gives some interesting updates on the City Streets full self-driving Beta 10 as progress steadily continues, including a date for when the button will be available. Plus, Tesla tops another J.D. Power owner satisfaction survey, the Tesla Glass team gives a peek behind the curtain, and more. What's happening, friends? I'm Ryan McCaffrey here with you alongside my four-legged co-host, Daisy the Boxer, for the 320th episode of Ride the Lightning, the weekly Tesla unofficial podcast for September 19th, 2021, which means this is the last episode before I turn a year older tomorrow on Monday, September 20th. Uh, I want to start the show by saying thank you to the many folks who wrote in and backed me up in response to Dubs in Cleveland's call to say that, yes, it is indeed best, uh, not the only way, but best to have all of your family's Teslas on one account. Now, in addition to what I had said last week, Damon also wrote in and added that you can use the app to track where each car is at a given moment, which can certainly be useful for families. But uh, if you do end up either by choice or by accident, have a separate account with multiple Teslas in the household, several folks also wrote in to remind me that you can log into your account and grant access to, I believe it's up to five email addresses who can then log into the app and they will get the same sharing privileges for the car. So really the bottom line is either way will work Dubs and anybody else out there, there you go. I hope that helps. Also, a quick thank you to Alex from New Zealand for letting me know that the first V3 supercharger has gone live this past week in Hawke's Bay, New New Zealand. It is a three-stall site, so that is excellent to hear about. Thank you, Alex. Also, a shout-out to the Tesla Store employee or employees in the Nashville, Brentwood, Tennessee Tesla store for having my podcast in the car on the test drive car. Thank you to listener Dylan Gibson, who went for his first Tesla test drive and sent me the photo when he spotted it in the car. That 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 honestly, like that totally warms my heart that Tesla employees or somebody, I mean, it, I guess it could have been a customer too, but somebody put my podcast on in the demo car, which uh, just puts a huge smile on my face. I love that. Uh, and then finally, I just want to wish congratulations to Rivian for rolling the first customer R1T electric pickup trucks off of its assembly line in Normal, Illinois. I wish them absolutely nothing but success. They've worked exceptionally hard for many years to get to this point. And here is hoping that they are able to fulfill their very great potential. Motor Trend, I read recently, Motor Trend had a very glowing first drive report recently. If you wanted to check that out, if you're curious about what Rivian is up to, another startup electric car company here in the U.S., All right, that's enough of the housekeeping. Let's get to the news proper because the big story of the week is once again, the city streets full self-driving beta. It did indeed, beta 10, beta 10 did indeed roll out to testers last Friday night at midnight, meaning right after I recorded last week's episode. 
And Elon Musk has been talking a little bit about the differences between it and the previous builds. First, he tweeted, quote, FSD 10 predicts height from video pixels directly without needing to classify groups of pixels into objects. In principle, even if a UFO crashed on the road right in front of you, it would still avoid the debris. Some work still needed to tune sensitivity, end quote. So in other words, if I'm understanding him correctly there, Beta 10 is able to see and interpret the environment without a middleman, effectively. So more quickly, it's able to do this more quickly, which is only going to make it safer in the inevitable difficult or even potentially dangerous situations that may arise in various, you know, a million different circumstances. So that is very cool. Next, Elon also tweeted, quote, with 10.1, it will creep forward with more confidence and quickly reverse back a little, just as a person would if it sees danger. Now, for context, it does not move backwards at all now. FSD is not currently capable of doing that, so that would be a new trick for this FSD puppy to be taught how to do. Third, Elon mentions that, quote, Think of beta 10 as enabling a significantly higher local maximum than beta 9. And I want to thank the Tesla Motors subreddit for putting up a really good explainer of this in, a, in one of the upvoted comments. Basically means that beta 10 can see more of the world around it and understand more of the world around it uh, with sort of relative relative the other things out there, et cetera, et cetera at a given time. So also a very good thing there. Fourth, yes, there's a lot of chatter on this from Elon this week. Fourth, Elon's saying, quote, highway stack is still the production version as it is more polished than FSD for now. Single stack for all should release in 10.1. So we know what that is. That is basically the, uh, the, the, co the assembly of the code, basically. It is, it is the, uh, when, you, when you get onto a highway, it's one version of FSD, essentially, and then the city streets version, it switches over and it is another. They're going to unify all of that under one roof in 10.1. And finally, we have the big news, which was posted late, late Thursday, early Friday, when he said this, quote, good feedback from FSD beta 10 users. 10.0.1 point release rolling out now. 10.1 rolls out a week from Friday with the beta request button. Now he is referring there to September 24th. Beta button will request permission to assess driving behavior using Tesla's insurance calculator. If the driving behavior is good for seven days, beta access will be granted. And he later added, quote, FSD beta system at times can seem so good that vigilance isn't necessary, but it is. Also, any beta user who isn't super careful will get booted. 2,000 beta testers, uh, excuse me, beta users operating for almost a year with no accidents. It needs to stay that way, end quote. So, there we go. Uh, I suppose if you want in... You should probably start taking it easy right now if you want to try and get your hands on the beta in your car. Avoid flooring it. Uh, don't run any red lights or stop signs. Not that you should do that anyway. 
And it does appear, if this schedule holds, that as I've talked about before, that Elon is going to make the end of the quarter for this, which may also allow a couple of things. One, it may allow them to recognize some unrecognized FSD revenue because uh, I'm not sure if, I don't wanna say for sure that that's the case because this is gonna be an opt-in thing and sort of an invite-only thing versus an automatic rollout of a new feature to the entire fleet, like say with Navigate on Autopilot or Smart Summon or something like that. This isn't just gonna automatically go out to everybody who's paid for the full self-driving software package, whether it's the current version of that that's 10 grand or the previous version that was three grand on the back of the enhanced autopilot package. Anyway, uh, so that's a maybe. That's just me speculating. However, it definitely, if they make the end of the quarter with this, it will definitely allow them to have a big talking point for the next shareholder letter and earnings call. So uh, obviously, I hope I can get it. I told you about at AI Day, I had my first actual physical experience with the full self-driving beta and I was blown away. So I'm hoping I can get it. I'm gonna try and be a good boy. I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty good driver anyway, uh, but I don't, you know, that's, that's, I guess, not for me to independently judge. I mean, I have, how many tickets do I have in my entire life? Uh, let's see, my most recent one was four or five years ago. That was for a, an illegal left turn, which like, yeah, I was totally guilty of that. But, and then other, I've, I've actually, knock on wood, I've never been pulled over for speeding. I'm trying to think when my other, oh, I got uh, pulled over once for no front license plate on my last car, not the Tesla. So that, I think that's it. Just two, yeah, I never got pulled over in the DeLorean. Anyway, no, you guys don't care about this. Hoping to get it. And uh, hey, if, uh, if anybody out there from Tesla is listening, I'm just saying that F the FSD beta would make a pretty cool birthday present. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, next up this week, Tesla has unofficially topped JD Power's appeal study, A-P-E-A-L. Yes, there's a letter missing, but it's an acronym, which tests how an owner emotionally connects with their new car. Appeal, if you're wondering, as I'm sure you are, stands for Automotive Performance, Execution, and Layout, and ranks how owners feel after 90 days of ownership, and it is the second straight year, as Teslarati notes, that Tesla took the top prize. Quote, one of the biggest factors driving the industry's improvement this year is the introduction of several highly appealing new models, says J.D. Power Director of Global Automotive, David Amadeo. He continues saying, quote, the appeal study measures owners' emotional attachment to their new vehicle and the product launches that took place this model year have done a really good job. Some are all new and some are redesigns, but the new launches demonstrate that automakers are getting even better at hitting buyers' emotional triggers, end quote. Tesla, if you're curious, in, vic in their victory this year, scored three fewer points than last year with 893 out of a possible 1,000 points. J.D. Powell wrote that Tesla's unofficial score was the highest in the study. And if you're wondering, well, wait a second, why is it unofficial? It is because Tesla does not grant J.D. Power permission to survey its owners 
in the 15 states where permission is required. Tesla's score was calculated based on sample surveys from owners in the other 35 states. J.D. Power writing, quote, Tesla receives an appeal index score of 893, which is three points lower than last year. The automaker is not officially ranked among other brands in the study as it does not meet ranking criteria, unlike other manufacturers. And if you're also curious, as I was, how far ahead was Tesla here? Well, Porsche was next up with a score of 882, so not too far behind. Genesis, the sub-brand of Hyundai, and Land Rover with scores of 879 each, so up there as well. Lincoln, those Matthew McConaughey commercials, apparently getting people into some cars that they're enjoying. They enjoyed a score of 876. But Tesla victorious once again here, and this is no surprise. I mean, you can take one look around the Tesla community and see that enthusiasm just radiating off of the brand and off of each of us. I mean, heck, right now you are listening to me, a maniac who does a one-hour Tesla podcast every single week as if his life depends on it. But, I mean, in all seriousness, though, there really is something different about the Tesla community, which to me stems from how people feel about these cars. That is a big core component of the community. I mean, the the fact is, these cars are a paradigm shift from what has ever been made before. And sure, not everybody is into it. I'm not gonna sit here and say Tesla is the greatest thing of all time for everyone and those who aren't on board should be. I mean, you know, there's enough variety of cars in the world and in the marketplace where you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to win over everybody, but those of us who are into it really love it. And I've talked about this before pretty recently, I think. And to me, that part of it is that Tesla is tech just as much as Tesla is a car. And so with Tesla, you effectively have this combination, this, this multiplying combination of tech enthusiasm and car enthusiasm, and they just, they bleed together. They make a very powerful combination. Now, of course, it wouldn't matter at all if the products were not great, but they absolutely are great, and so it works. And, you know, maybe there's still a part of it that that's people feeling like they're part of a secret club. Maybe that's sort of part of that initial enthusiasm that that's expressed in a JD Power survey like this because you know Tesla after all as you well know still doesn't do any traditional advertising so i think there is a little bit of that hey do you know about this cool thing we're in the cool kids club that kind of vibe to it and even that i recognize that has changed since the original roadster days and that chain and it's changed even again since the early model s days and most of us haven't been around since day one, but you know, within each of our sort of tenures, I think collectively, we're still overall in that early days, dare I say, Tesla hipster. Like I remember back when it was back when it was new and nobody knew about it. But yeah, I think I think that's a part of it too. It's just that it's that, you know, being in the, the secret club, which is which is fun, right? It's fun to be a part of that. Now, it'll be interesting to see how Tesla fares in this J.D. Power survey uh, in the next couple of years because you'll have the new S and X 
getting into the mix on this survey when they do it again next year. And then after that, let's call it the year after, the Cybertruck will be getting involved in that survey. That I could see, you know, Tesla was down three points, a rounding error, and I mean, next to nothing in this, uh, less than 1%, in fact. But the Cybertruck, I think, could end up increasing the score here if the Cybertruck turns out to be a great product and if Cybertruck owners embrace their truck. And I will say up front, yes, I'm a Tesla fanboy in saying this, but I suspect most of them will. And the reason I say that is because the Cybertruck, as we all know, is so out there that if you're going to buy one, if you're going to actually follow through with spending forty, fifty, dollars or $70,000 on this thing, that you've probably already gone all in on it, emotionally speaking. Like you have, even if you initially hated the design as I did, the function has won you over or some other aspect, the utility of it, something about it has convinced you, yes, this is awesome. I want this. I'm going to buy this. So I think the Cybertruck could end up being a boost for this JD Power survey in the coming two or three years. And hope, as I said, hopefully the final product of the Cybertruck delivers as well as the S3, X, and Y have before it. Speaking of the Cybertruck, Tesla very quietly posted a new video to its YouTube page, and it is a very interesting video. It's only about two minutes long, and it's a behind-the-scenes look at their glass R&D facility, which apparently is right on site at the Tesla Design Center in Hawthorne, California, just at, you know, the suburb of Los Angeles, where Franz von Holzhausen and the design team work. And I wanted to play you the audio from this video. Take a listen to a couple of the gentlemen from that team talking through what they do, because I found this really, really fascinating. So we're here in Los Angeles at our Glass Technology Center, where we make all the prototypes for all of our vehicles. And to give you a real life example of the acoustic performance of our side drop, just roll up the window here. And to give you an idea of how comfortable the experience is in our vehicle. So as the designers first sketched the Model Y or S and X and 3, they just sketched the glass from the front of the vehicle all the way to the rear of the vehicle. And we spend a ton of time making sure that each glass position is the right curvature, is the right size and shape in order to give that seamless approach. One of the coolest things that we've done is incorporate acoustic side laminated drops across every vehicle at Tesla. So what this consists of is a glass sandwich. You have a glass outer and a glass inner and in between an acoustic dampening layer for road noise, wind noise that the customer will experience and make the inside occupant feel quieter. So what we have here is a 2% tint we use on roofs and, and things of that nature. We combine that with uh, different types of thin films that have properties like solar for reflecting uh, radiation. And we'll combine that with uh, a standard PVB that has uh, different properties. Some have acoustic properties, others have solar properties. So we have to be very uh, careful on what we choose uh, to go into the vehicle. As we look at these large pieces of glass, safety is a huge consideration. So we work with our exteriors, our closures team on making sure it is very safe for our occupants. For things like rollover, roof crush testing, then we go into the thermal aspects to make sure it gets the best thermal performance. The roof itself absorbs 99% of the UV radiation coming in, so it's amazingly safe even though you have this large open experience inside your vehicle. 
So across all of our vehicles at Tesla, we have a suite of autopilot cameras here in the front of the car looking forward through the windshield. So in, in a sense, our windshield is becoming a lens in front of the camera. And we focus on things with distortion as well as working hand in hand with our autopilot team on functionality, heating function, as well as diffraction of the images that are coming in. And I would say it's part of the way that we're leading the industry and setting the standard for autopilot functionality and the glass quality that's required for autopilot. A couple of things here. First, when he says drops, he's referring to the windows that roll up and down. Second, uh, he is sitting in a Plaid Model X in the beginning of the video when he's doing that sound insulation test, if you wanna watch the video to see what a Plaid X looks like on the inside. Uh, one of the other fun reasons to go watch this video for yourself though is that, as I mentioned earlier, I said, speaking of the Cybertruck, I threw my you know typical Ryan Segway in there, there appears to be a test windshield for the Cybertruck in the video. It's at the one minute and 23 second mark if you decide to go take a look at it. I can't say for sure, can't say with 100% certainty that that's what it is, but it very much appears to be a Cybertruck shaped windshield. It's very large. It definitely does not look like any piece of glass that's on any of the other four Teslas. It's way too big for something like the Roadster, which I mean, the Roadster's not coming for a couple of years anyway. So it very, very much, and it also doesn't quite fit uh, what would appear to be the profile for the Tesla Semi. It's definitely got a Cybertruck vibe to it. Take a look, it's very interesting. You can find it on Tesla's YouTube page at youtube.com slash Tesla. Next this week, good news for my Illinois listeners who plan to purchase a Tesla or quite for that matter, any electric vehicle anytime soon. Illinois has passed a new EV rebate plan. It's cleared the state house and the state Senate and will now go to Governor J.B. Pritzker's desk where he appears to be very eager to sign it. This story was first brought to my attention via listener Transform Investing, who is the Twitter handle at BJ23Air, seemingly a Michael Jordan fan there. Uh, for because uh, I think it was out of Chicago as well. Anyway, for flagging uh, this story to me from WBEZ Chicago, and that news outlet writes, the plan also mandates that 40% of the state's power come from wind and solar sources by 2030 and 50% by 2040. And it establishes a state goal of having 1 million new electric vehicles in use by 2030, with rebates of $4,000 per purchaser. The aforementioned Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker released this statement this week saying, quote, with the Senate passage of SB 2408, the state of Illinois is making history by setting aggressive standards for a 100% clean energy future. After years of debate and discussion, science has prevailed and we are charting a new future that works to mitigate the impacts of climate change here in Illinois. SB 2408 puts the state on a path towards 100% clean energy and invests in training a diverse workforce for the jobs of the future. Illinois will become the best state in the nation to manufacture and drive an electric vehicle and equity will be prioritized in every new program created. SB 2408 puts consumers and climate at the forefront, prioritizing meaningful ethics and transparency reforms and institutes key ratepayer and residential customer protections. Uh, transforming investing 
sent me over some more details after that person poured over the bill. So it's a $4,000 rebate starting July 1st of 2022. So uh, I guess those of you on order yet or on order now are not quite going to qualify. It will drop four years later. It'll be cut in half on July 1st, 2026. And then it will be cut in half again two years later for a $1,000 rebate starting on July 1st of 2028. You must apply for the rebate within 90 days of purchase of your vehicle. One rebate per purchaser every 10 years. And uh, one clause of the bill does appear to mention prioritizing low-income purchasers, but it was uh, the, the language of it was uh, was a little strange to decipher there. So, good stuff. I mean, there that appears to be. I cannot find anything to complain about in that for any EV buyer, Tesla or otherwise. Four thousand dollars is a lot of money. When I bought my car in 2018, California had a twenty-five hundred dollars state rebate. So. Four grand is quite a bit more than that. Uh, and this is just great, great news for buyers. Now, to put this in a bit of perspective, this now effectively, in fact, more than cancels out sales tax. According to the quick Google search that I did, the sales tax rate in Illinois is six and a quarter, 6.25%. So that's awesome. So this this is more than that. Uh, now, put an, on at least on a standard range plus, and now speaking of that, kind of using that as the benchmark, this will bring the price of a 253-mile range LFP-based charge it to 100% every single time Model 3 Standard Range Plus down to $36,000 for Illinois residents. That is great. I mean, that's really fantastic. And if you're curious about the Model Y, it'll bring that back down to $50,000 I say back down because it was the long range Model Y was $50,000, but it has gone up in $500 increments a whole bunch this year. And thus, this rebate will basically wipe out all of this year's price increases on the long range Model Y. And quite frankly, this is also, it's uh, the most important thing is that it is a good thing for people, for you guys, for consumers. But it's also a good look for the state, given that Rivian is building their trucks there. I mean, that's just it's just a good look for the state overall. You're getting behind this this startup EV company in your state. You're saying to Tesla, you're saying to Ford, you're saying to GM, you're saying to all of them, hey, we want to to sell EVs here in Illinois. So great to see the state get behind the electric vehicle. Now. I'm going to turn my attention over to my European and specifically German listeners. If you would like to attend the grand opening of Giga Berlin, pre-registration for the event has opened. Tesla Rati has the story and they say, Tesla has officially opened pre-registration for GigaFest at Giga Berlin, an event on October 9th that will allow citizens of Berlin and Brandenburg to join the automaker for a county fair. Quote, Tesla opens the doors of its Gigafactory in Grunheide on October 9th, 2021, and invites citizens of Berlin and Brandenburg to a county fair. Join us to experience the most advanced electric vehicle production plant in the world. 
You'll have the opportunity to see behind the scenes during a factory tour, visit on-site booths, join various activities, and ride along in Model Y, our newest electric car to arrive in Europe. Local food trucks will provide catering during the event. This is all from the website, which is where the pre-registration form is provided. Tesla is going to allow two adults and up to four children under 16 to attend in one party. And it will, again, include factory tours. Go to this website if you are a Berlin citizen, giga-fest.com, www.giga-fest.com. If you go, I would very much love for you to call in afterwards to share your impressions of the event if you feel so inclined. And let me just say, have fun. Have fun. I was very, uh, very privileged to get to be a plus one long before I ever had my car, long before anything, really, when I was just getting into Tesla. I've said, talked about this before. I've told the story, but I got to go to the original Fremont factory open house, which this sounds very similar to, back in October of 2011. In fact, ex- like exactly 10 years ago. Yeah, it'll be almost 10 years to the day because that was, I don't know why I remember it. It was October 1st, 2011, This is October 9th, 2021, so exactly 10 years difference. And it was just so cool to walk. We walked through the paint shop. We walked the whole, every part of assembly. It was was fascinating. It was really cool. So if you have the opportunity to go, I highly encourage you to do so if you feel comfortable going out uh, to, to, you know, a public event because it's, it'll be worth it. I promise you that. And the, by the way, the shareholders meeting, the annual shareholders meeting is here in the San Francisco Bay Area on uh, October 7th. And this event's on October 9th. So I guess we pretty much know for sure Elon's probably going to be heading straight to his plane after the shareholder meeting to head right out to uh, to Berlin. Because, yeah, you that's a long flight and you also lose a lot of hours to time zones. So he's probably going to be jetting away immediately after that shareholder event. Finally this week, a fun new product has hit the Tesla online store, and I'm very excited. In fact, I already ordered them. New door sill plates for the Model 3 and the Model Y. But they're not just any plates, because of course you already have door sill plates installed in your car when you take delivery. These have the Model 3 or Model Y logo on them, illuminated at night, which I think is pretty darn cool. That's going to add a really nice touch to the car. Now, these were, if you're like, wait a minute, this sounds kind of familiar. I did mention them a while back because they popped up for sale on the European online Tesla shop, and now they've been made available here in the American, the USA online Tesla shop. They're 250 bucks for a set, and you can get them in either silver or black, the silver being intended, of course, for the pre-2021 Model 3s that have the chrome trim, and the black being intended for all Model Ys and 2021 Model 3s. But you can choose either one. You can choose whatever you want to do. Uh, I've actually gone with the black because I chrome-deleted my car to match the Zero-G wheels. I'm going to have Immaculate Reflections install mine because even though as I'm about to read you the product description and what all is included, it sounds like you can totally do it yourself. 
I would rather trust, trust it to a professional. I'd rather spend a little money and make sure it's done right by a pro. Because something I have learned about myself over the years is there are certain things I'm skilled at and good at and certain things that I'm very, very much not. Very Things that I'm very bad at. And just like things, mechanical things, things with my hands, I'm terrible. I'm like, I'm useless around the house. Uh, back when I had my DeLorean, uh, the simplest job, like replacing door seals would, like I could do it, but it would take me forever. Is, I, I've just learned that I'm terrible with this stuff. So I'm going to have Immaculate Reflections do it. That I would rather, I'd rather pay a little bit of money to get it professionally installed. But anyway, if you're curious, from the online store, the product description is as follows. Add a premium touch to your Tesla by accentuating your vehicle's model name with Model 3 illuminated door sills. This elegant addition requires no additional wiring to your vehicle's electrical system. Each sill is activated by a magnetic switch and powered by a long-lasting battery with LEDs for seamless installation. So yeah, if it's LEDs that and it's it's only, you know, it's only activated when the door's open. It, it's probably going to last a long, like many, many years, that battery. So it includes two two illuminated door sills, two magnetic switches and installation templates, one pry tool to get your old one off, one uh, sills installation indicator, whatever that means, one pair of gloves, and two alcohol wipes to you know wipe down the, the surface before you put the new ones on. So again, uh, this is just like such a little thing, but I'm excited this was like my this was my birthday present to myself. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get these for myself. So uh, I actually have them here. I just need to schedule some time to get them installed. So check those out in the online Tesla shop if you're interested. And with that, let me take a quick pause. But there is so much more Ride the Lightning yet to come. Stay tuned right after the short little break here for your calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline. A lot of great topics from you guys coming up right after this. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. You're listening to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. You know, that Cybertruck looks a lot like a warthog, doesn't it? Master Chief, out. Welcome back. It's time for the Ride the Lightning hotline. Your questions, comments, or discussion topics, call in. I'd love to hear from you. You can do so in one of two easy ways. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, record your question, please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less, and then email the file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can take that same question and just call in and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline. That toll-free number is... 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. First up is Miranda in Rhode Island. Hi, this is Miranda in Rhode Island. I just kind of wanted to follow up with last week's question about service centers in um, the Northeast. So up here in New England, there's a couple of service centers in Boston and Dedham, I think Natick area. There's one in Rhode Island where I go, and I think there's maybe one in Connecticut. Um, The Warwick 
Rhode Island um, service center is slammed and there's only two service days. And so I'm just concerned that Elon Musk is or, you know, the higher ups are going to put a lot more pressure for productivity versus giving them adequate staffing and facilities. Um, that's my main problem. I, I think the people who work at the service center are great, but since they've been really busy um, these past couple of months, I've just noticed a kind of decline in, like, the customer service. Um, they've left things missing off of my car. I had to have a fog light repaired, and they forgot to put the clips back on of my front fender. Um, and them just not having enough time to fully assess issues with my car. And for how much everybody's paying for their car, um, I do find it somewhat unacceptable to have such variable results with our um, service. I don't know what everybody else thinks, but that's just been my experience lately. Thank you. Hey, Miranda, thank you for your call and for sharing your experience. I think your concern is a very valid one. We know that Tesla is a company that runs very lean. Elon frequently asks employees to push extra hard, or his phrasing is the way he likes to tend to put it is go hardcore. So it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility that your fear could come true here. Optimistically, though, Tesla is a company that now has the financial resources to invest in that additional service center capacity versus, say, just a few years ago when they probably would have been the employees would have just been told to push harder and get more cars in the door and get them serviced. Now, I'm not saying that won't also happen now, but my hope is that it'll be that if that happens, it would be that plus actual resources to back them up instead of just do more, get more blood from the stone. So uh, happy electric motoring, Miranda. Thanks for your call. Going out now to Jay in Chicago, talking on the subject of service here. Hey, Ryan, this is Jay from Chicago. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, So recently I had my long range Model 3 go in for some service and I was given the same Model 3 as a loaner, but that Model 3 had FSD on it. One, it's my first time using FSD. And one thing I noticed and I loved was the green light chime, where if you're sitting at a red light, the light turns green, the car dings and notifies you that the, car, the traffic light has turned green so you can now go. I thought that was the best feature ever and it allowed you to, you know, look away from in front of you and look at the scenery or if you're talking to someone. I thought it was really nice, and I would gladly drop a couple hundred dollars for that feature alone. So hopefully if Tesla peeps are listening, they can hear me out for this request. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Jay. Thanks for the call. A la carte FSD options have definitely been something the community has been asking for for a while. Honestly, though, I'm not sure we're ever going to get it, especially now with the monthly subscription option being in place. But I am glad that you enjoyed that feature because you're right. It definitely can be useful. Funny enough, the thing that jumped out at me from your call is that, A, you got a Model 3 loaner. That's, That's the big thing. In my experience here in the San Francisco Bay Area, if I ever get a loaner, It's been every time it's been a Model S 75D that's technically owned by Enterprise that Tesla rents out from them, but foots the bill for you. 
So, uh, and and the the reason I mention that is because it's an enterprise-owned car, those cars don't have autopilot of any kind, which is quite the first world bummer. Let me acknowledge the, the, the first worldness of that. But it's quite the first world bummer when you get out on the freeway in a loner Tesla and have to steer yourself. And there's no there's no auto steer there to help you out. So I would love to see the idea of FSD enabled Model 3 owners uh, becoming Model 3 loaners, pardon me, becoming a normal established thing at Tesla service centers. So, Jay, thank you so much for calling in. Next is actually we're going back to Rhode Island. Here's uh, Jeff from Rhode Island is next. Hi, Ryan. Jeff from Rhode Island here. I hope you and Daisy are doing well, as as always. Um, I'm currently really enjoying my uh, Model 3 that I've had for a little while now. Uh, And I I think, as you would know, um, the only thing more enjoyable to do when you're not driving the car is to talk about it, because now that people know I have a Tesla, they always want to ask me questions about it, which I'm fine um, having long conversations about that. Anyways, we also have our second Tesla on order now, the Model Y from other half. Uh, she should be receiving delivery around the end of this month, so we will then be a two-Tesla household, which is very exciting. And I'm the proud owner of uh, Lord number 12, I think. Um, anyways, to my question uh, regarding the Model 3, um, when it's parked in the driveway, whether it be plugged in or not plugged in, depending, you know, if I had plugged in the night before, Sometimes it'll be making a clunking noise. Um, it sounds like things are being moved around inside the car, which I know isn't the case. Uh, and I don't know if it has to do with the batteries or the charging. It's not sentry mode isn't activated because I'm far away from the car to see that the, the screen isn't lit up and the headlights don't flash. Um, I, I apologize if this has been asked before. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's just you know, how the car works. But um, if you have any insight, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Jeff, thank you for calling in, and uh, I am so glad that you've given one of the hedge lords a happy home. Uh, if you've got number 12, then I'm guessing you probably have a Cybertruck on order, because that is a Cybertruck-themed hedgelord. Anyway, to your question, you are correct. It's not a problem. Uh, this is most likely the battery breathers regulating the temperature of the battery. The clunk sound is, I believe I have this correct, It's from air pressure changes inside the coolant lines, the battery coolant lines. If you have a 2018 like me, you might be eligible for a service bulletin upgrade on that part. It's not a recall because it's not a vital safety issue, but you can request the battery breathers to be upgraded to the newer version of the part, which by the way, will still make those sounds, but they're not as loud and it doesn't happen as often. So if this is applicable to you, just Google Tesla Model 3 battery breather service bulletin and you should find the page on the Tesla website that lets you check to see if your VIN is eligible. Anyway, I hope that answer helps you out. Thanks so much for your call and thanks for listening to the podcast. Keeping it moving here, we're going to Corey in Florida now. Hey Ryan, Corey in Florida. Just a quick question for you with regard to your thoughts around Tesla's brand had the conversation with a few friends recently and the cachet around owning a Tesla has changed with the rapid adoption of Model Y and Model 3. As a Model S owner prior to the launch of those cars, I can tell you that you were treated a little bit differently. There was definitely a brand cachet 
high-end brand cachet around Tesla and having a Model S. Now, I know that's not the reason people buy cars or should buy cars, but it's a fact. That's how people do buy cars. It's the reason Lexus exists next to Toyota, uh, despite being functionally the same as vehicles. So I'm curious, if Tesla's going to launch a $25,000 vehicle, do you think they need to launch a sub-brand along with it? Do they need to come out with something to differentiate the low-end cars from the high-end cars and create that cachet at the high end of the market again? Just want to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Corey, this is a really interesting point of discussion. I don't think there is a right or wrong answer here. And I tell you, I feel like this is a question where you could gather a few different Tesla community members and have a really enjoyable conversation about it with everybody having a different perspective. For my thoughts, I'm of two minds with this. I totally see where you're coming from, but my opinion is that Elon wouldn't look at it that way. His goal is to completely democratize EVs and normalize them. And Tesla building up such a big brand name helps that mission. Now, I mean no offense to anybody, but I personally doubt he'd really even care if anybody thought less of the Tesla brand because there's a $25,000 cheaper car in the lineup alongside a $250,000 car in the lineup. I think what he would say is that the products speak for themselves. So if that $25,000 car is great for what it does at its price point, I don't think it would take anything away, uh, including prospective buyers of either the $130,000 Model S plan uh, plaid or the $200,000 Tesla Roadster. I think Elon probably wants Tesla to be associated with good electric vehicles regardless of price. Now, as you noted, the uh, Model 3 and the Model Y have definitely already gone a long way towards towards disrupting that reputation that Teslas are only for rich people. They're these affluent things. I mean, the the $25,000 car, if it's as good as the other cars in the lineup for its price point, should only cement that further. I think the big thing that matters is whether or not the level of service you get from the company holds up. There are a lot of anecdotes about Tesla struggling with that very thing as they have been scaling up from the Model S and the Model X days. I mean, I I wonder if the Roadster, when it does finally come out, if it will, though, have, just kind of setting the service thing aside, if it will have any restorative effect on what you're talking about, though. I mean, largely, in my opinion, here's, again, this is just my opinion, nobody outside of the Tesla community really even knows about the Roadster. And really, for good reason. It was announced four years ago and effectively hasn't been seen since. But when that thing does come out, and I mean, you see this with the Plaid now, but when when the the Roadster does finally come out and people hear about this SpaceX-assisted electric rocket supercar I think you will see some of that, oh, wow, you've got a Tesla halo effect restored that maybe has has not been there as much, uh, to your point, with the 3 and the Y around compared to the early S and X days. Thanks so much for the call, Corey. Ben is next. Go ahead, Ben. Hey, Ryan. My name is Ben. I'm a longtime listener of your show. Absolutely love it. I've even called in a couple times before. So I used to be a Tesla owner. Unfortunately, I lost my car in an accident. And when I owned my car, I lived in Seattle where Teslas are everywhere. 
since the accident, I have moved from Seattle to a small Midwest town in Springfield, Missouri, where Teslas are not as plentiful. I, I maybe see three on a given day, and that's on an excellent day, obviously. Um, there is no service center here in Springfield. The closest one is three hours away, and I would love another Tesla, but my biggest concern is there's no service center. What would you recommend in this case? Do you think it's safe to buy the car being three hours away from a service center? Um, I know one friend who owns a Tesla here, and she says it's not that big of a deal, but for me, this is a huge hurdle. Um, so what would you recommend in this situation? Thanks, Ryan. Love the show. Keep it up. I'll, I'll be listening forever. All right, bye. Ben, it's great to hear from you, and I am so sorry to hear that your Tesla was totaled. I will be honest with you. I don't pretend to have the correct answer here, if such a thing even exists. I am glad that you do have a local Tesla owner friend who speaks well of the situation that you're in, but I certainly don't blame you for being hesitant without any nearby service centers. So my advice here is twofold. First, Check around to see if there are any tire shops in the neighborhood around you that work on Teslas and are comfortable doing so. You know, maybe you could check in with the local Tesla club if there is one or go on the Tesla Motors Club regional forums and browse around and post there. Because if you did get another car in your new area, you will need somebody that you can trust to handle the simple just, you know, tire rotations are going to happen and any other tire or wheel issues that come up. And second, I would get more opinions from those same places. So again, the local club, or at least the closest one, and again, back to that Tesla Motors Club regional forum. I mean, no disrespect to your friend at all, but the fact is you're making a 50,000-ish dollar decision, so it's good to have as many different experienced voices to help inform that decision as possible. Good luck to you, Ben. Uh, let's see, two more calls this week. The first of those is from Damon in Northbrook, Illinois. Hey, Ryan, this is Damon out of Northbrook, Illinois again. Just calling regarding the supercharger network and the fact that Tesla is opening that up to other makes and models. I think it's actually a really good thing. They're going to get a revenue stream from it, and it's also furthering their mission statement. But I do have a concern as they're growing with this that they will have to figure out how to better handle throughput, um, especially in high demand areas and on high demand times such as holidays and whatnot. Uh, I think they're missing a key thing that um, is available to them in their cars and within the apps for the non-Tesla users that they could have a kind of deli system where you have a number and a, and a stall. And when the stall comes up, first one in, first one on the open stall. And um, also to take a page out of the airlines where some people just are sitting in a supercharger catching up on their news and filling up their battery. They don't necessarily need a road trip. They might be motivated to get off their stall sooner if, say, there was some sort of incentive in high demand times such as, hey, if you want to give up your stall, we'll give you 100 free supercharger miles or something like that. Um, I think there's a, there's a real possibility for something to happen here. And I think all the tools are at their disposal for them to use. They just need to pull the trigger. So um, anyhow, that's my thought. And uh, thanks for all you do. Really appreciate the podcast. And I'll look forward to hearing from you later. Bye. Damon, thank you for your call. And I could not agree more. 
I went on a much longer rant about this back in holiday of 2019 when bad weather rerouted me and a whole bunch of other travelers trying to either get to or through Los Angeles, uh, and it caused a massive backup at the Mojave Supercharger. I'm talking, it was 20 plus cars waiting. People had very kindly made a literal sign-in sheet and everybody, thankfully, was really good about adhering to it and being respectful of each other. And I proposed, when I, when I, the next show I did, I proposed the exact same kind of thing that you're talking about. And, uh, and I should say, neither you nor I are the first people to suggest it. I agree with you that Tesla seemingly has all the tools it needs to implement this right now. And I hope that they will with the holidays approaching before we know it. I am confident that Tesla is thinking through all of their options, knowing that the network is going to be opening up wider soon, and not to mention the continued growth of Tesla's own fleet. So cheers, Damon. Thanks very much for your call. Taking us home this week is Michael Gallo from Pleasanton. Speaking of road trips, my very first road trip friend. I'll tell you about that in a second. But first, here's Michael's call. Hey, Ryan. Michael from Pleasanton here. Your first Arizona road trip, uh, buddy. Long time, no talk. Hey, I got a, not really a question, but more a comment. Uh, for anyone that was at the Tesla takeover event, there was a booth there from a company called driven.com, D-R-I-V-Y-N.com. And I throw this out to your audience at the risk of creating competition for myself, but what they're doing is they're creating a uh, education platform where new or prospective Tesla owners who want to get to know their car and how to drive it, use autopilot and stuff like that, can sign up for classes. And you, us, we as Tesla owners <clears throat> with some experience in our cars can sign up to be advisors, i.e. the people giving the classes. And it's pretty cool because you get paid for it. And Anytime I can get paid to talk Tesla, since I talk about it all the time anyway, without getting paid, is a good thing. So they're starting in uh, Vegas, and they're expanding to California. I'm up here in East Bay, uh, as you know. So <clears throat> uh, I, they're actually doing a live training session in Vegas at the end of this month, so October 1, 2, 3. And we're gonna, I'm going to drive uh, drivers down there and take, partake in that. And... Uh, it should be pretty exciting. The, the guy that I am in uh, contact with is a guy named Richard from Fresno. He is the sales advisor for California. So anyway, D-R-I-V-Y-N.com if anyone's interested in being part of that and or referring people to take classes, that would be great too. All right, love the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Michael, it is great to hear from you. I hope that you and Sonny are doing well. Again, as I mentioned before Michael's call, Michael kindly reached out and offered to be my road trip buddy back when I had never done a road trip in an electric vehicle before, back at holiday 2018. You know, I got in my car in July of 2018. I was driving down to see my parents. He happened to be going to the Phoenix area at the same time. So we just linked up and we drove together which made me feel so much better. It was so helpful, such a load off my mind to just have a backup uh, there, just in you know, case anything is like, oh, do I keep charging? What? So that was great. So I will always be indebted to Michael for, uh, for helping, giving, giving me the confidence to do road trips in my Tesla. Anyway, Michael, uh, I have not heard of this before, 
So thank you for mentioning it. Perhaps uh, maybe I'll have to look into being an advisor if they'll have me when it comes to California. And, and that will no doubt be of interest to you, all of your fellow listeners who would probably, most of you listening to this would qualify as advisors as well, since you listen to this podcast and you're informed. But, uh, you know, you guys out there, you might have people in your lives who are also new Tesla owners who could benefit from the classes as well. So, Michael, thanks so much for mentioning that. Thanks to everybody who took the time to call in. I'll get to some more calls on next week's show. But again, feel free to call in if, you are, uh, if you've got a burning Tesla question, just a, something on your mind. I gave you the call-in instructions at the top of this segment. So stick with me. There is a little bit more podcast left. I'll be right back right after this. As for what I'm up to this weekend, I am hoping to take a birthday drive. I realize I haven't actually gone and taken a drive, just gone for a drive in a long, long time. So we're in our nice time of the year here, weather-wise. This is a good weekend to do that, so I think I'm going to do that. Uh, Entertainment recommendation. I can't remember if I've mentioned this because it came out just a few weeks ago. I don't, according to my notes, I hadn't, but anyway, so I, I apologize if I happen to be repeating myself, but... Doug Days, D-U-G, Doug Days on Disney+. Plus. It stars Carl from Up and the dog Doug. It's set after the events of the film, sometime after. They're living together. It is, uh, first of all, I should preface, I love Up. It is my favorite Pixar film. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I named my car The Spirit of Adventure, which, of course, is from Up. And I, I just love that movie. I love those characters. And this Doug Days, it's all it is, it's five episodes, which I'm putting up air quotes right now, because they're little five to seven minute shorts. Like, I think the longest one's maybe 10 minutes. So it's not that long. I, I just watched it all at once with my wife and daughter. And I, we all, we laughed hysterically. We cried at the end. Uh, it is, it's probably the most heartwarming, wholesome, just purely good television that I've seen this year for sure. So if you have Disney plus, I cannot recommend Doug days enough. Incredible performance by uh, Bob Peterson, who voices Doug. And it is the final performance for, uh, for, for um, Ed Asner who voiced Carl. So uh, rest in peace. Mr. Asner is just fantastic. Can't recommend it enough. All right. uh, Pro tip of the week. Jim from Seattle, it's up to you, my friend. Take it away. Hey, Ryan, this is uh, Jim from Seattle doing a follow-up call on the pro tip I sent in a while ago about the music bar uh, moving up and down with a tap and to follow up with uh, Darren's call last week regarding it being taken away and then being restored. It's back, but in a new form. There's a new feature that is a double tap feature. So the single tap will raise it up and down as you tap on the icon, but if you double tap, then it moves it all the way up from a single bar, or if it's all the way up and you double tap on it, it'll take it all the way back down to a single bar. So the double tap is a new interface, and it's actually much better than it was before. So single tap will move one level at a time, double tap will move two levels at a time. So give it a try and see if you like that new double tap interface. Thanks, talk to you soon. 
Jim, I love that one. Kudos to the Tesla software team for restoring that feature with a little something extra. And kudos to you for calling in with that. That is an excellent pro tip. Thank you. And if anybody else out there has a pro tip of the week that you'd like to share with your fellow owners and enthusiasts, you can call in the same way that you call in for the regular Ride the Lightning Hotline, which I told you about earlier in the show. Time for the plugs. Let me mention some friends of the podcast. Hopefully we can help each other out here. I'm going to start with abstractocean.com. Possibly, possibly, I think my longest running friend of the podcast, they have uh, just a, a warehouse, just virtual rows and rows and rows full of awesome aftermarket Tesla accessories. Their latest is a new fourth generation tempered glass screen protector for all four of the cars. It's got uh, an anti-microbial coating and it uses aluminosilicate glass, uh, which is the same stuff that Corning glass uses for Gorilla Glass. Both they're both unique to version four. They're gonna set that's totally different and just better than any of the other screen protectors that you might find find out there. It'll be that makes it the cleanest and the hardest Tesla screen protector in the world. They ship with the installation frame, so it's nice and easy to install. And there is a lifetime guarantee if it's damaged in the line of duty. They also have, in addition, I mean, that's the, the, the fancy new product that you should check out, but they've also got, of course, so many cool lighting options, like the rear footwell lighting kit, et cetera, et cetera. Just browse around, take a look for yourself, abstractocean.com. Use the coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout, and you will get 15% off of your first order. That's RTLPODCAST, all one word, abstractocean.com. Meanwhile, get your snap plate, the front license plate bracket for everyone, particularly people like me that hate the idea of having to put a front license plate on. But in some many states, you got to do it. So everyamp.com slash RTL, that's the site to go to. And that's going to get you the front license plate bracket that snaps on and off in seconds, but it goes on and stays on securely. So it's not going anywhere once it's on, but you can easily take it off with these supplied tools. It's not gonna mess with your paint, your grill, your radiator, your autopilot sensors, none of that. It just looks good and it's nice and minimalist and it's gonna be, uh, you know, keep you legal, but not gonna mess with the car at all. So get yours at everyamp.com slash RTL for either the S, X, 3, or Y. Meanwhile, Immaculate Reflections. If you and your car are going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area, I cannot recommend a spa day for your car enough. Jeff at Immaculate Reflections will take incredible care of your car, whether you're looking to do some paint correction work, some paint protection film on the front end or more of the car, maybe the ceramic coating so that you don't have to wax the car for the next three to five years. Whatever you're looking to do, Immaculate Reflections will work with you on what's gonna make the most sense for you. And I promise the work that Jeff will do will be of the utmost quality and to the most uh, incredible detail. He is just wonderful. So look him up and get in contact, book in with him via his website, irdetailing.com. Don't forget to mention that you're a Ride the Lightning listener 
Because if you do book uh, some work with Jeff and mention that you're a listener of the podcast, there is a nice little discount waiting for you. So thank you to Jeff and Immaculate Reflections for offering that to my audience. Speaking of new products, puretesla.com slash RTL, they've got a new one. Yes, they're the one-stop shop for your dash cam and sentry mode setups. They've got the micro SD-based solution. That's going to be your long-term perfect solution. Get that 128 gig for 50 bucks, $69 for the 256 gig if you want to step up and get an even bigger drive. Ships free anywhere in the U.S., comes fully formatted and ready to go. But now he's got some other products, notably wireless game controllers. Now, the car technically only supports, well, everything but the new S technically only supports wired controllers, but uh, Pure Tesla's got a, a, a dongle, basically, as part of their kit that will enable wireless controller usage in your Tesla if you want to play one of the many video games in the car. Now, these controllers, they have a very Super Nintendo-like look to them, which I'm a fan of. Uh, so they're very nice and small and sleek. They're not, it's not a big bulky controller, so it's something that can, can go right in your center console uh, to stash away if you know when you're not using them. So check those out. You can either buy one or buy a pack of two, and that'll get you a discount if you just buy the two-pack for those two-player games. So whichever of those products you're interested in, get it at puretesla.com slash RTL. And finally, Jada and their line of products, they have many. If you have a 2021, a new 3 or Y, don't forget to check out the Jada USB Hub Console. It's a storage organizer, a USB hub, an Apple Watch charger, and an AirPod charger all in one. That's pretty cool. If you've got an older Model 3 like I do, don't forget to grab the version. What are they up to? That's right. They're up to version 4 as well on their wireless charging pad. Again, in my opinion, the quintessential Tesla accessory, which is probably why Tesla just has it built in to all of the cars now. But if your car doesn't have it built in, get the Jada wireless charging pad. It is fantastic. Uh, And use the coupon code, whatever you're going to buy from Jada, use the coupon code RTL for a nice discount there. And if you do want to purchase a Jada product, please, I humbly ask, use my referral link because in full transparency, they'll throw me a couple bucks from the sale if you come in through this link, which is getjada.com slash R-E-F slash eight. And that's Jada spelled J-E-D-A. Finally, I mentioned this the last couple of weeks. I'll mention it one more time here. Listener Brad from Minnesota has taken it upon himself to create a little little charging mount, custom molded, custom fit. If you have for uh, for charging Apple AirPods Pros uh, or the iPhone 12 mini, so the smaller wirelessly charging, Qi wirelessly charging Apple devices in a new 2021 Model 3 or Model Y. If you fall into that category, uh, I cannot recommend these little guys enough. They're very simple, but they look great. They'll just fit perfectly in the car because they're custom made for it. Go to karandu.com, that's K-A-R-A-N-D-U, and you will get 15% off of your order uh, by, uh, well, basically to everybody, select which products you want. That's right, I'm forgetting, of course, the most important part. 
Enter RTL as the coupon code. Duh. Sorry about that. RTL is the coupon code at karendu.com, K-A-R-A-N-D-U. And that will about wrap it up. I'm on pretty much all the major podcast services, including Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn and Spotify. Of course, TuneIn and Spotify have native apps in your Tesla, so you can listen to the show, this show, right through the car that way. Uh, Or you can also find me on YouTube just as an audio-only syndication platform. There's no video there, but if you just want to listen on YouTube, if that's convenient for you, search Ride the Lightning Tesla on YouTube, and you'll find my channel. You can easily subscribe there so that you don't miss any episodes. Finally, my Patreon. Uh, That is the primary way, the best way that I humbly ask that you might consider supporting my efforts here at the podcast I take a lot of pride in doing this every single week without missing a week. I've got the receipts to prove it. If you've been listening for only a little while, you can look back and go, oh my goodness, this guy's nuts. But uh, that's, I feel like, you know, that's, it's, I got to do it. Because the second that I start becoming unpredictable in my release schedule, you'll just go find something else to listen to. And I wouldn't blame you. You know, if I'm to to prove to you that I'm serious about doing this, I've got to show up every single week. And I've been doing that for six years now. So, you know, if uh, and again, the, the podcast will always be free. But if at some point, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe soon you think, you know what, Ryan, I'm I'm ready to give you some support. I'm ready to to say thank you and support your efforts on the podcast. You can do that on Patreon, specifically my Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash tesla podcast patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n there are various support tiers each of them has a nice little bonus perk attached to it and the higher you go you just get all the perks so the maximum plaid or even the roadster i guess well the, the roadster in space tier which is the ultimate tier there's a new one this week thank you richard stokes thank you so much I'm looking forward to speaking with Richard because the Roadster in Space tier backers not only get early access each week, not only get the bonus mini episode each month, not only get their name shouted out each and every week, uh, but they all and not only get the monthly Patreon Google Hangout, the group Google Hangout that we do, the Roadster in Space tier folks get a one-on-one Google Hangout with me each and every month as long as they're supporting at the Roadster and Space tier. So I've already touched base with Richard and I'm looking forward to speaking with him because I just love talking about Tesla and I'm happy to do it. So thank you, Richard. And thank you to everybody who's been backing me or uh, maybe maybe some new folks that'll be joining me on Patreon. Thank you in advance, I guess I'll say. The rest of the Roadster and Space tier backers are Pete White, Lyle Austin, Steve Radspinner, Fernando Cordero, Lawton from Chicago, Sean Neidig, Scooter Ward, Neil Weaver, Jackson Wallace, and Crafty Geek. Thank you all so much for your very generous support. The Maximum Plaid tier. Thank you, Jonathan Wales, Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, Tesla Hitchhiker 42, John Schmidt, Stan Roth, Howard Anthony Smith, Charles Galpin, Ryan from Las Vegas, Darren Nickel, Kaz Barnes, Ulrich Lassa, Brett Libano, Patrick Wisniewski, Gil Cabrera, Hay Watley, Eric Brown, Mark Eversoll, 
Todd Badger, Joe Edgel, Kevin Yank, the Tesla Owners Club of San Joaquin Valley, Michael Williams, Will Stedman, Mait Suaru, Derek Nessel wrote, Justin Perez, Jeremy Harris, Chris Beach, Tom Mills, Alex Brem, Matt Kalen, Zachary Howard, and Tyler Smith. Thank you all very much. And the Plaid supporters. Big thanks goes out to George Cassioppo, David Brander, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Jason Chalukas, Tim Hyde, Peter Chalet, Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Jerry and Mary Smith, Joel Sapp, Dory and Steve Guberman, Jeremy, the Tesla Owners Club of Taiwan, Ron Lee, John Cody, Charlie Gillespie, David Perella, Sunil Joseph, Dennis Peak, Stig Mickey Jensen, Jeff Angwin, Chase Cabanillas, The Lydia Family, Aaron Altshul, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, Noel and Lucy Murphy, The Tesla Owners East Bay Club, Paul Casarino, Ryan Natchett, Mike and Barbara from Louisville, David J. Howes, Travis Krenzel, Matt Nixon, The Tesla Owners Club of Wisconsin, Jonathan Zelesny, Joshua Walker, Rick Dean, and not Elon Musk. Thank you all very much for your generous support as well. Well, for a snoring, of course, by this point in the evening, Daisy the Boxer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Uh, this was Ride the Lightning episode 320. I'll be a year older next week on next week's show. I'm looking forward to hopefully what'll be a good birthday spent ideally, hopefully in good health with my family. And uh, I wish the same to all of you. Happy electric motoring, and I'll see you back here next week. I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Our goal is to make... It's, it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. It's maximum fun.